With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Wheel of Horror, the podcast where two best friends spin a wheel every week. The wheel chooses the movie they discuss, and they discuss it. (laughs) Today, we are talking about the 2011, 2012, wherever you were when it got released, uh, the film The Cabin in the Woods, which was directed by Drew Goddard. I'm your co-host, Alec. I'm Eric. And this movie is fucking awesome i just want to say that (laughs) right from the start i love this movie i wasn't particularly looking forward to watching it again because i'd seen it so many times but the second it started i was like can't wait i'm all on board what'd you think man yeah before we get get started this is our first film we've watched since october 31st since halloween and this is the new wheel Mm -hmm. and i i kind of feel like that scene in nightmare before christmas where the mayor comes knocking on jack's door like the day after halloween he's like jack only 364 (laughs) days until halloween and like i just love that we're doing this throughout the year so this would be fun to do once a week but yeah like you just said this movie cabin in the woods 2011 such a good ride it's an hour and 35 minutes of just solid entertainment and other main thought is it gives me so much faith that hollywood is like you know what let's try something original Let's take a risk and see how it goes. Yeah. This is so original. This movie is so original. I mean, if you haven't seen this movie and you're listening to this podcast, I recommend you go watch it because we're definitely going to spoil some things. But my God, that is interesting what you're saying about like risks or whatever. This movie didn't do that great. The budget was 30 million, which is actually quite a bit for like horror film that is very original Mm -hmm. and a risk. But it only made 66 million, which obviously is a profit, but it's not like. You know, it made back twice its money, basically. But that's not including marketing. It's not including anything like that. Right. So so it did do well. But again, it didn't, like, blow the roof off. And I think after this movie came out, I think a lot of people started watching it, like, on DVD and streaming and stuff. And now it's, like, a lot of people know what it is. Yeah. It's got some star-studded power. You know, it's got Chris Hemsworth, who was in Thor the same year Thor came out. I think Thor came out in 2011 as well. Yeah, so they filmed this, actually, before Thor and it came out it came out after Thor so it's wild yeah so imagine his career he did not know what he was getting himself into well I like it I like it's very it's a lot of variety for Chris Chris Hemsworth Hemsworth yeah Yeah, I mean I would like to see more more original movies like this Sigourney Weaver shows up at the end for like her three minutes of fame of of, it probably took her like 10 minutes to film that scene I I love that she's in it at the end that's so cool yeah, the ending, though, is next-level original. 
Well, let's just kind of work through the whole movie. I mean, because the whole yeah, yeah, let's, let's talk the about whole it. thing. It's just it starts off. First of all, I just want to say this: my enti- my favorite characters, like ever, are Bradley Whitford and Richard Jenkins. Their chemistry in this movie, it's like I could watch that forever. Those guys just talking. There, yeah. So it starts off; they're having some weird conversation about like baby proofing Bradley Whitford. <laughs> yeah, and then and then you're like, what the fuck is this movie? And then they're riding like through what looks like a really old it almost looks like nasa from like the 60s like all this the computers look kind of old and the dials look old and all that stuff did you notice that yeah it has that like well they're driving around it it's an underground feel yeah you know, they have that those carts that are like usually underground for like research facilities or nuclear testing sites kind of like feel like golden eye for sure but did you notice though like the the computers they looked old they yeah, did they- not look like they were from now yeah, good point. Yeah, the computers looked way older than 2010. Yeah, and they were saying that, you know, they've been doing this for a long time and things have changed and they're mentioning like, man, remember how easy it used to be we could just throw a girl into a volcano? And he's like, how old do you think I am? So like, they've been doing this forever. So I wonder if like they went computerized or whatever with this in like the 60s and then it's just been staying like that ever since. I think that the technology has to be a worldwide technology because you can see the other countries like russia's linked into it japan's linked into this whole like hiding the the gods mm. underneath the earth and they're all like oh japan just failed oh no russia failed like oh it looks like america's got to pick up the pieces again mm-hmm. and i just think that's so cool so i think the technology has to be like all across the world you know whatever russia has money for whatever that all has to be the same technology that's what i think yeah that makes sense yeah so yeah no that, that does make sense yeah that's such a cool idea. So basically, the whole premise of the movie is they work for this company that essentially orchestrates different horror movie scenes for these people to sacrifice to these ancient gods. But what I took from it is they're basically making movies, essentially, and like we are the consumers. Is that how you saw it? Uh, I didn't see it as the movie part of it. As much as it is just like a ritual sacrifice and it's a big ritual sacrifice. And it's like, that's where these, our movies are stemmed from. Like every movie has the jock, the whore, the virgin, the scholar. It's just given us the, the cookie cutter movie. And that is actually, no, it's not just our movies. It's because of the ritual. Yeah. No, that, that's the first time when I saw it. That's exactly what I thought it was. It was like, okay, so this is like sacrificing to the ancient gods or whatever. But then they do say like, they're watching sort of thing and they like b- boobs and they like blood <laughs> and i was like that sounds like, like yeah that's humor that's i think that's the underlying thing i i don't know i don't know i <laughs> wish i looked i looked into like more about it but they're not they're not clear i think they leave it up to your your interpretation but the first time i watched it because you see that hand come out and you're like okay so there is like an ancient race of, of people that need sacrifices and they have to be in a certain order and stuff like that but these rules were invented by American filmmakers in the 70s. So it's just, it is kind of interesting. Yeah, the, the timeline kind of adds up. But yeah, I love I love Bradley Whitford and their character. And I love how, yeah, it goes from Japan and you get to see their version of what they came up with. And it does look like the ring or the grudge or a lot of their kind of style and stuff like that. Um, you get the Argentinian one, which is like, a, it looks like a Godzilla, like a, like a monster. <laughs> yeah, such cool variety. And this movie essentially... You can watch any horror movie and apply this sort of like logic to it and be like, oh, that door slammed. Oh, it must be Bradley Whitford probably pressed the button. Yeah. Thing. 
I love that scene where it's like, hey, why didn't the goddamn tunnel explode? It's like, well, something happened upstairs. And then you see him like upstairs and it clicks like, oh, the people found our equipment. And it's the stoner guy messing with the wires and stuff yeah. that he was able to stop the tunnel explosion just by his ripping the wires and stuff. And I just I thought that was so cool. Like there's levels to this. There's the cabin at the top. Underneath it are the monsters underneath the cabin, like the elevator room. Mm-hmm. Underneath that is where the workers are. And underneath that is the gods and whatnot that yeah. used to rule the earth. Because you see the hand at the end, destroy, it comes up and blows through the house and then slams on the camera or whatever. Yeah, so there are all these different layers. I like thinking of that, like the levels of this how deep it goes and it's like oh it's kind of cool like to picture that well dude even if you look at the poster it's like a house that starts to like twist and it kind of looks like a rubik's cube mm-hmm. and i really wish i watched the trailer before uh we did this podcast because this movie surprised the hell out of me it was not marketed <laughs> like it was going to be like this you know you look at the poster and you're like why does the house look like weird and then you see the movie you're like oh because like the whole thing is like a rubik's cube and there's all these different monsters that are like going moving sort of thing it's such a, I don't know, man, it's a genius idea for a movie. I, I can't really remember everything in my head of what I remember from the trailer, but I remember watching it and thinking, and this was like 10 years ago, that it was like a reality TV show, The Cabin in the Woods, and mm-hmm. like kind of like they were watching them. There was no like, no other idea besides, like, and there's that scene too where he finds the camera. Yeah. And he's like, I'm a reality TV star. Right. I think that was where like it was going. Like it had like, not where where the movie was going, but like, the trailer was kind of like making it seem like that. Mm, okay. You you could not have left that theater being like, I knew that was going to happen. That's no, crazy. no, no. <laughs> way that That's crazy. Happen. Well, it's also it's also one of those movies like, man, I really wish I could watch that for the first time again. Because I watched it this time again. I was like, I know everything that's going to happen. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I want that feeling again of like not knowing where this is going to go. And it's such if you haven't seen this movie, I mean, obviously we're spoiling everything. But if you know people that haven't, just tell them, hey, you should watch this movie. It's really cool ride and you won't even see it coming kind of thing and it's not even like that scary it's more like an it feels almost like a comedy action sort of thing obviously with horror elements but i'm not oh it's 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 like the the perfect stoner movie i think yeah i love it weed saves the day basically (laughs) the last thing he does is like he's dying like on the thing or whatever and like i'm like oh he's gonna spark up if he doesn't have anything on him you know sure enough he pulls out a lighter and he sparks up a joint and i'm like oh this guy always has it on him. They do say the weed thing there, where she's like, they gave him a, a weird batch and it's it's none of our chemicals are working because of it. All right. Three things. Three yeah, things. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> so three things about this movie that I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is the most important thing. Okay. So like this is the world ends or we do this right. Okay. You're going to tell me that they're not going to quadruple billion times check that weed to make sure it's not the batch that's going to ruin everything. Okay, so that's one. The other thing is they're not going to have a security guard standing right there so that that character can't pull apart the wires so that they can't blow up the bridge. Like, this is the most important thing in the entire world, and they're not going to have a guy to make sure. Okay, Mm -hmm. so that's two. The third thing is, you know when... um. Oh, yeah, the end where um, uh, the, the two younger people have, have gotten into the basement, all of the monsters have killed everybody, and they're in the room where they says, like, purge, where it says they, like, press yeah, the button. Yeah, that, that button, like, hey, the button that will d- really mess up everything. That <laughs> would need to be more 
guarded than like the fucking Mona Lisa. And they're yeah, like, I bet. yeah, these people just kind of walked in this random room that wasn't locked, and now they can press this button that will destroy everything. So, yeah. if, regardless, love this movie, but come on, get the security. I would, I would, I would say, okay. So the weed thing, the first thing you brought up, sure. Like, hey, he's not re- reacting to the pheromones we're releasing and the stuff that makes you like choose sure you could say like hey it's 2011 weed has definitely evolved over the years you know we are we're still working with old technology maybe we got to up our pheromone game yeah you can make that excuse sure the second thing you brought up was like why the hell isn't there a security guard well that was not a, a security guard in the elevator that was a security guard in the chamber where the guy gets out so he, he can go through the grave and then down is where the elevator ends up to have a security guard in every single one of those poor people areas, that'd be insane. That'd be insane. You know so I don't, I don't, I don't see that, but, 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 but they would definitely have some kind of trigger, like, hey, like camera in there at all times to monitor, like, hey, sensor, go off if you see any motion or yeah. whatever. For sure. I agree with that. The button thing, couldn't agree with you more. That button should not exist. That's like a hey, fire all nuclear weapons everywhere and every which direction button. Yeah, and it's, it's just like that. That doesn't. That should never exist. In a closet like, that anyone can get into. Yeah, it's just like that. Oh, should be... yeah, that's the one. Like that's the one <laughs> thing. <laughs> that should be the most guarded room in the entire thing. In the entire world, right? Yeah. Uh, if this is yeah, for sure. Yeah. You, sh- yeah. you should never have a button that exists that can let all those monsters out at once. No, no, no. But. Very cool, though, and it also kind of makes you think about the monsters in a different way, like they're prisoners, and, you know, like, imagine Michael Myers, when he's not on camera, he's locked in a fucking box like that, and then they take him out for the sequels, and he's just like, I don't want to do this, and it's like... he's just letting out his aggression for being locked up so long. Seriously, because, like, they do have that one guy with the saws in his head who's, like, you know, clearly not a pinhead. Gearhead kind of thing. Well, yeah, but instead of the death cube, he's got the circular... Yeah, which Chris Hemsworth was playing with. And yeah. He, they recognized it, and it's like, we chose. Oh. Yeah, I love that. That's so cool. And it's so funny how they make bets about, like, which one they're going to choose. I love it, because it just gives the show, like, hey, you know, this is what happens when you've been doing a job so long, and you start to get a little loosey-goosey, and you don't pay attention, and, you know, dot all the I's and cross all the T's. They start drinking before it's really over. They start partying, start taking tequila shots. Tequila is my lady. Yeah, dude, I love, dude, I love this movie. It's so good. It's like, it's, it's like this is what you get when like you don't take things seriously because it's a serious thing. But they've been doing it for so long, yeah, that they're like, you know what? It's just like another day at the, at the office. You know, dude, they yeah, don't need uh, the Brad or uh, what's his name, Richard Jenkins, eating the sun chips. Like, watch the master work. Yeah, exactly. I love that. I love yeah. that idea. It's like, dude, they're oh. protecting the world. It's just like, oh, it's just another Wednesday. I got to fucking fix my cabinets when I get home. Like, Well, it's like <laughs> the name too. When, um, when the bridge didn't blow up and Richard Jenkins is like, all right, it's like, I'm going to go do this. You need to make sure you do this. It's like, what the fuck do you think I'm doing? Like sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, it's like, oh, like I love, I love their, it's like the guy from Billy Madison, the guy from Step Brothers. And it's such a great combo of those, dude. those two need the, more of their own movies together. They're hilarious. I like their chemistry is literally like it it's, gold it's so gold. good yeah it's like so so good <laughs> i like that song man when they think that the uh the lead girl's gonna get murdered and it's yeah. like, dude that the way that song plays and they're like partying what is it it's by um oh it's uh, so good i forgot what song it was. it's like uh, uh ario speedwagon it's uh something change or turn, yeah, it's like something change. 80s ish and it's so it's so perfect for the the scene Oh. I like how the intern, like the intern won half of the pot. 
He's like, hey, I'm Brad. I'm the intern. Yeah. Like, I just I just won our big bet. I like, don't qualify for OT. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love. I like um. They're, you're you're about to see the girl naked and like. And it's like, ah, oh, here's you know they've they've seen this so many times that she like finally gets naked and he just like goes score, it's like yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah. And then it just cuts again. It's like, oh, it's so it's so good. The um the stoner character too. He's really good. He's like he's my favorite part of it. Great voice of reason for everything. I love how when they're like, yeah, we should split up. He's like, yeah, we should. And he's like, really? Like sort of thing. Like what the fuck are we doing? Well, that that character is what the like this movie was made with marijuana. This was this whole plot was just definitely just like thought up by a stoner on a Denny's napkin having like really bad paranoia issues. Dude, it's the guy and... who wrote the Avengers movies wrote this. Really? Yeah, Joss Whedon. <laughs> oh yeah, Josh Whedon. That's right. Um oh definitely, definitely like completely came up with this, like got really ridiculously stoned and watched was watching a horror movie and thought this up and then wrote it down on a notepad I or mean... Denny's napkin. It's brilliant, and it seems it's brilliant. So straightforward. <laughs> but you're like, wow, that is. Yeah, he does. He does Buffy the Vampire Slayer too, like that guy, right? He's like, definitely, yeah, definitely. This is how that came up. That character came up with the movie, is what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> I love his bong, dude. That's such a cool bong. That uh, that coffee, the coffee mug, <laughs> dude. That's awesome. And the way that he like constructs it back up, he's like, what? I wouldn't bring a thing in your dad's van. He's like, what are you high? And he like builds it perfectly. That's such a good <laughs> shot. My favorite line, uh, maybe not my favorite line, but I think the funniest thing that anyone besides Bradley Whitford and uh, and Richard Jenkins says is when Jules, the blonde girl, is like, like ridiculously dancing by herself. And then Chris Hemsworth was like, fuck yeah, baby. <laughs> He's like so drunk. And he's like, why, why is he acting like this? He never acts like this. Like, why is he? What, did he call me an egghead? Like, oh. why is he talking like an 80s bully? All of a sudden. Yeah, I know. It is kind of funny, though, because they are like, I've never seen, like, Kurt act this way. And I'm like, you guys don't seem like you would be friends, even if this wasn't like this. Like, why is he wearing his Letterman jacket all? He never wears that thing. Like, Fuck yeah, like... baby. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, drinking beer. Like, yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, cheat on me, baby. <laughs> yeah, show everybody. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, another thing. I mean, now I'm just thinking, like, random things. But when uh, the scene where they go into the room and the, the, the see-through mirror and he sees... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, the girl. So he's like, oh, wait, don't do this. And then he immediately gets naked when he goes in the room. Come on. Yeah. Come on. I was like, what are we doing here? Like, what the like, I'm, a, I'm a nice guy, but then I'm going to be like, yeah, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> but like, do you think he genuinely forgot? I mean. No, no, dude. He didn't, no way. He takes he's a like, if, I, if he had a six pack like that, it's like, okay. He, he doesn't do it. He doesn't just take his shirt off. He's about to whip out his dick. Oh, that's true. That's Immediately. True. So I'm like, I don't even think anybody would have that kind of courage to be like, here you go. He, Yeah. How do you? That was like literally one minute ago. You didn't forget that that's a see-through mirror. Yeah. That was a little, uh, little. It's a reach. Yeah. But uh, also this movie just feels like a one giant setup to that merman joke when he gets killed by the merman yeah like this whole movie was brought around that one joke dude do you notice when um they're like in the beginning they're kind of like mocking everybody making votes or whatever and he's like okay aquaman 
yeah, dude, it's a big build up to the man joke. Watch Bradley Whitford after he says, like, what do you mean? And then you see Richard Jenkins like talking to other people. Watch Bradley Whitford during that, dude. It's freaking awesome acting. You literally just him kind of like sitting there, like looking at him, like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) I'm telling you, watch that scene again right after he says, okay, Aquaman. And he's, what do you mean? And watch Bradley Whitford only. The camera's not on him, it's on Richard Jenkins talking to other people collecting money. Watch Bradley Whitford. It's so good. It's- what does he do? Is he pissed off that everyone's finding out he's betting on, on the merman? Or It's it's almost like this weird kind of like, he knows it's weird that he has this obsession with the merman, but he didn't think anyone else knew he was so obsessed with it. And now Richard Jenkins is kind of like pointing it out. Like, we all know that you vote for this every year and it's not that subtle sort of thing. And he's like, what yeah, you- well, it sounds like he bets on it every year because he no. just really wants to see a merman. Right. And everyone, and I think other people are starting to pick up that he's kind of way too into them. So he kind of hits him there that like, wait, are people like thinking about me sort of thing? And he kind of just want to see a merman. Like, yeah. (laughs) And they kind of joke. They're like, okay, Aquaman. Like watch Bradley Whitford after that scene. It is gold, gold. The look that he gives Richard Jenkins. Like, I'm going to fucking fuck you. Yeah, I'm going to rewatch that then. Uh, But like, I I wonder if like, you know, that that when they go down into the the cabin basement, if like he set up the conch shell, like front and center like he mm. went in there specifically he's like if they're gonna come in here what's the best spot i could put the shell yeah for them to pick it up i I would like to see that like him setting up like come on aquaman pick this guy up like <laughs> yeah i mean they could do a prequel series i mean i i think it would never be a sequel because no. obviously Can't. you know what happens at the end of this a prequel could happen and yeah. one of the prequels it could be is they mention a glitch in the 90s yeah 98 the chem department there you go what would be a good prequel idea for you what would you call it uh i don't i don't know what i would call it but i think it would be like to see like the origin of like psycho or something like that or like the first of a movie be like listen we're gonna try this new experimental type sort of thing i don't know if it would work though man honestly because the whole gimmick of it is given away in this one yeah so i don't know if you want to see too much into it it might almost ruin it in a weird way yeah, almost like uh, if if they do anything, it would it would be like the making of Cabin in the Woods, and just like make it a pun on like how like movies are made, but really it's just making how they make this whole ritual set up and like how mm. they set it up, how the cleanup works every week. Yeah, me. you know all that stuff. Like, hey, they got to clean up the dead bodies and stuff, and like, hey, set up the tunnel again, and like mm. stuff like that. And or maybe they can do like Cabin in the Woods trial and error. And like they, they they have like a bunch of people like when they're testing out the cabin in the woods yeah. for the first time. Yeah, I think it'd be um, like a board meeting where they're like having discussions about like, all right, so what if we have the Jedediah brothers or whatever come in this side? Or, but like, <laughs> yeah, they would have to create scenarios because that's the thing. At the end of the day, whatever these people choose, these directors or whatever, they need to know exactly how it's going to play out. So they have to know all these scenarios in their head. So it could, yeah, a prequel could be simulations of these scenarios and seeing how they go to test out for the real thing. Yeah, and it could it could it could be fun, but it, obviously it's kind of it would it would kind of feel like beating a dead horse. Yeah, yeah. By the exactly. end of it, I um, like this. I think they could leave it alone. I mean, this is for sure, for sure. I think it's hilarious. I think it's got very cool graphics, and I, I did watch a behind the scenes thing. Most of these graphics are uh, real; they're not CGI. There's very little CGI that was in this movie. Most of it's at the end, obviously, with all the aliens. I mean, the uh, like, yeah, the ghost flying all around, and then the 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 god with his hand at yeah the end. this well yeah and the snake but most of the stuff like you know that scene when the elevators open and all those things run out and like murder all those uh yeah guys dude that was all shot 
not realistically, but all of the guys were like on strings and they were would shoot their scenes individually and then put them all together in post. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so they put them on wires and like kind of yank them and stuff and jump, throw them up in the air and stuff, right? And, and they would shoot one individually. That's cool. Time. So they'd have like a guy like Justin Swat and he'd be like attached to all these wires and then like the doors would open and then they'd CGI the snake in and they'd whip his body in real time. And then they'd shoot that and then shoot another guy and another guy and another guy and then put them all together at once with the aliens and the zombies and the werewolves and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I can see I can see it being like pretty uh, not low budget, but like really a really good way to utilize your resources. This movie does a good job of doing that. Yeah, no, uh, the director, Drew Goddard, he um, I saw like an interview or whatever, and he was like, I want to go as practical as possible. Like, if we can physically make it, I want to make it. I don't want to use CGI. And I like that. Then he said that was a huge mistake. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, he was just like, I. Uh, he's like, it's what it's what a first time filmmaker would say because they don't realize how much work actually goes into using yeah. only practice. You see what Tim Burton does? Do you know why he does that that way now? It's because it's a pain in the ass. Like if you look at Tim Burton's movies, like from the '80s, like he did a full set, full sets, full puppeteering stuff, like amazing stuff. And now it's like you see a Tim Burton movie, a set is just a giant green screen. And he's and it's like, why? It's like, you know what? Like, it just makes the day go by easier. Yeah, same with uh, the Lord of the Rings guy. Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. I mean, look yeah, at Yeah, dude, they ca- kind of cash out. And it's like, yeah. But like, I would rather be in a room with sets and cool shit than I'd go crazy in a green screen room all day. I'd just lose my mind just seeing green. Well, apparently, and I don't obviously know if this is true, but apparently Ian McKellen like started crying when they were filming The Hobbit. <sighs> Because he was just like, he's like, this is not acting. Like, he came in front of, like, a screen talking to, like, a box. <laughs> well, it's, uh, yeah, did you bring, you bring up a good point. I know the, uh, recently Sean Connery passed away, and that's one of the reasons why he retired from acting, is because yeah. in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, he's like, you know, I don't like this CGI baloney. Yeah. It, it just, it felt unreal to him. Right. Uh, oh, man, that kind of makes me sad about you, McKellen, dude. Don't say that. I also saw Christopher Lee, who also passed away, like, I think few years ago the guy who plays saruman um <laughs> count dooku I mean, count like... dooku yeah he's in he's in he's in more movies than anyone i think yeah uh like seeing him film his like final scenes for uh the hobbit it was like oh dude like this guy deserves so much better than to be in a fucking room of green screens yeah yeah well i'm glad that in this movie they they did uh go as practical as possible and you know I think the acting is great in this. It's fun. I think all it's, the characters. It's fun. It's not supposed to be like super serious. No, but they all really play to their strengths. Um, even the I like the Mordecai guy too. Like he's <laughs> he doesn't have that same kind of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of like real vibe that I you know it looks like okay he's got a lot of makeup on he's got fake red eyes like sort of thing. But I still think he did a pretty good job. Yeah, and he call he call, I love how they he calls him and he they mess with him like any other coworker. You know, oh yeah, it's so good. It's like oh Mordecai calling like am I on speakerphone? The blood will flow, and the gods will. It's like, okay, Mordecai. <laughs> He's like, All right, Morty. I'll see you later. I'm still on speakerphone. It's so good. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah, it has a lot of comedy, a lot of great. I mean, I think the Buckners or whatever, they're pretty scary. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. They, with the girl with the one arm about... and the guy with going with the trap. Yeah, they're talking about cutting off the girl's arm and stuff. You're like, oof, in that diary. It's a Yeah, so it does have some scary elements horrifically influenced by evil dead which i'm fine with but yeah and the, obviously the door flipping open it made me think of you you know when the basement hatch opens up it's like was it the wind i was like oh that's straight out of evil dead an yeah, animal yeah <laughs> it's the stupidest thing i ever heard 
Uh, there, but the, yeah, the door blows open. It looks just like the cabin from Evil Dead. They got the basement with all this like weird stuff, and then they read something, and then the demons come. So yeah, they also I love looking at the uh, the board of all the things that it could have been. Oh like, yeah, like, I didn't really. I should have paused it and looked at it more. Yeah, the one thing I saw it was like evil tree monster, and I was like, oh, that's from Evil Dead. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, this is like I, I don't know if it was like it wasn't like rapey trees, but it was like, rapey trees. <laughs> It was like evil tree monster, I think. Oh, and I, dude, the best line is when that woman's like, I voted for zombies. Like, no, 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 no. These are torture, like hillbilly zombies. It's like, it's like calling an elephant seal on an elephant. Like, yeah, dude, it's good. Yeah. It's clever. So funny. Yeah, really. I really enjoyed this movie. It's, it's like made for horror fans. It's it, a good it, ride. It's an hour and 35 minutes. Just you're in, you're out. You get entertained. No other way to say it. Yeah. You definitely get your money's worth, and uh, yeah, it's got everything. It's got everything. I love it. A, I love a, it. a stoner's dream, you know, the puppeteering, like guy figures it out. The stoner saves the day. I love it. Basically, <laughs> yeah, weed, weed indirectly saves the day, but they still die, so no one gets saved. But you know, it's all good. Actually, you know what? I kind of feel bad for what was her name? Patience, the girl with the one arm, the the demon who at the end actually ends up saving the day. Yeah, when she comes yeah. up and he kicks her off the edge or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and then um, she goes like into like the the pit or whatever. Yeah, she's probably like, really? She's like, it took me so long to get here. It's like I just saved you. That and then, uh, dude, Dana can go fuck herself. Yeah, like, are you kidding me? I get it. Like, I get it, but don't you don't know what you're doing? Yeah, I feel like she was gonna shoot Sigourney Weaver though. I thought she was too, but she wasn't. She's gonna she really. Oh, that's that's not cool. But... She's got the gun pointed at him and then says, like, I'm sorry, it's the whole world, you know, and then if she was joking around, just immediately pointed at a Sigourney Weaver. I don't know. I didn't like that, but whatever. Stoner dude, good dude till the end. Yeah. You you go, bro. Kind of kind of like an anarchist, like, hey, humanity's done, man. Give it up, humanity. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing, just before we go to, I love the line where uh, Chris Hemsworth is about to go off the cliff or whatever. I feel like if I had never seen this movie and he still says, give it all you got, bro. And he's like, always, do. always do. Yeah, dude. That's no matter what, even if I hadn't seen this movie, I'd still be like, he's going to say always do. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> it, it's uh, it's the greatest way for him to go out was that jump. Oh, dude, he, get, he gets messed <laughs> up. <laughs> Ding, 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 ding. oh he falls for like three three solid minutes there yeah they're like let's get the climbing gear it's like dude you're not gonna fucking climb no, dude, that. you're not getting out so i've jumped uh, bigger bigger jumps before where that yeah i know like dude it's like this is pretty and like the the fall is not like a normal fall <laughs> all right like, you got a five foot differential on the other side i'm like dude no you're <laughs> this is so dangerous <laughs> what do you say spin the wheel here? let's spin the wheel no, good good one to talk about for sure spinning the wheel Ooh, we got the mummy. Ah, little Brendan Fraser. I haven't seen this movie in a long time. I haven't seen this in over 10 years, and I'm really excited for that, because when I was watched this one, it was like every day this was on TV, like 20 yeah. years ago. <laughs> it was like, FX, FX has the movies. It's like, actually, we have X-Men 2 and The Mummy Returns. And that's, that's about it. Scorpion <laughs> King next month, though. Like, yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening in to our discussion on The Cabin in the Woods. We will see you guys next Monday for The Mummy. Ooh.